Coming to you from the Twin Cities, this is Toughcast. And welcome to Toughcast by Two United Fans. This is Notch. This is Kyle. Haven't we done this before? It's episode 64. And we literally have, because this is our second take. Yes. We, the first take was bad. Yeah, we're both super exhausted. I've spent hours and hours in an airport, and you haven't slept because of a lot of work. Yeah, I'm going back into the office once we wrap here. It's going to be a hell of a Friday night. Yeah, uh, it's going to be a hell of an episode because we're going to try to get through this quickly. So this is going to be hot take central, man. We are going to bake a lot of hot take pancakes in this episode, Kyle. Pertinent to the weather in Minnesota. Yeah, it's super freaking hot. I could like, this room is getting progressively hotter. because That's I, just me. Oh, yeah. Well, I, I yeah, exactly. The, me, that's why I wanted to take off all my clothes. It wasn't the temperature and me getting sweaty. It's, uh, and I am in bed already, so we could just make this really quick. And all of the listeners would love to listen to it for the next 18 minutes. It's just sex sounds. I've heard with you it's really quick. <laughs> that's what this episode is going to be like, folks. It's Tired United fans this week. Um, the player of the week this, uh, this past weekend was a Beatles song, Michelle. He scored two goals. Uh, one was a penalty. The other was a free kick. Woohoo! Set piece specialist. Exactly. No iron skills in OKC. Uh, the play of the week was a bicycle kick from uh, Joe Cole, um, which, yeah, I, I wonder, I mean, if he's... Tampa isn't a bicycle-friendly city, though, is it? No, it's uh, it's more of a car city. Yeah, it's probably like di- all the cars have like Disney characters on the side of them or something like that. I feel like all of Florida for me is just people doing horrible things and Disney characters. And bath salts. And bath salts, exactly. And that amoeba that gets in your brain if you go in the water. I'm not going to go in the water then. I hope Joe Cole isn't going in the water. Although he probably wheezes in the water and calls it, I'm going in the water. Literally going, yeah. Yeah, exactly. FC Edmonton signed a guy named Karsten Smith, which, uh, as I was saying on the previous take that we tried to record this before we uh, tapped out because we were so tired, Karsten sounds like a 90s name, you know? It's like he's—he sounds like a little kid who's like wheeling his—he's uh, wearing uh, uh, what are the jinkos, and and he's like hyper colors, right? Exactly. He's drinking some Pepsi and saying, "Mom, you just don't understand. I'm part of Generation Next." Uh, but that—that's not Carson, not a 27-year-old guy who's born in the 80s, like I am. Anticipating the millennium, right? Exactly. Uh, so he, by the way, last year played 11 games for Lauderdale and ended up in Pittsburgh Riverhounds. He, also the funny thing about him is he got to, to FC or, or to Edmonton, the city, on Saturday. He had his medical with Edmund, FC Edmonton on Sunday, announces a signing bef- right before their game against Ottawa, and then comes onto the pitch with 30 minutes to go because Papa Diakite, one of their other center backs, gets sent off. And the other funny thing is Albert Watson, the... Other starting center back with Diakite. Albert Watson, like, in, like, the first 11 minutes or something like that, hurt his chin uh, and was bleeding. So this this guy is basically, like, the whole game was like, oh, my God, guys, I just got here. What are you doing? Why are you sending me on? About to go on. It's surprising to me that the NHL's weekly squad registration runs that close to the kickoff that, that you can do that. You can get a guy in over the weekend sign him and have him play that Sunday. Usually it's... The Thursday before or something like that. Conspiracy, man. Yes. There's, there's a conspiracy to help FC Edmonton. You know. Yeah, they're okay-ish in the table, so it must be working. By the way, another thing. This guy's another guy who's played for the Icelandic second division with those eight guys in a moose. He uh, was the eighth guy. Right, right. They're and, down to seven now. 
Yeah, it's pretty bad. Uh, let's go to the next piece of news, which is that Tampa Bay already signed a guy. Martin Vingard. He's a 31-year-old Danish midfielder. He's played his entire career in Denmark after debuting in 2013. He did make it to the group stages of the UEFA Champions League with Copenhagen. And he has made nine appearances for the Danish national team. Uh, won four Danish Super League titles. Whoa. Very cool, man. Yeah. Very cool, I, I guess. I mean... Uh, their version of Jurgen Klinsmann is saying, like, you know, you're never going to play more for the Danish national team unless you go and play in other places in Europe. That's what's happening. That's what Vingard, uh, he, that's why, that's why he's, uh, he decided to leave, except he wasn't getting offers anywhere good, except for the Icelandic second division, so he decided to come to NASL instead. He wants to play with Joe Cole. Yeah, exactly. Uh, Ottawa has added a guy, generically named fellow named Ryan Williams, which, by the way, when you Google Ryan Williams to do research on a player... You come up with about eight other guys. Uh, I'm not entirely sure that Ottawa knew who they were signing. Uh, they were probably like, oh, yeah, Ryan Williams. Yeah, the guy from the you know Icelandic third division. Instead, they signed Ryan Williams, who's a 25-year-old midfielder who's played eight games in the Scottish first division for Inverness. Uh, and from what I can tell from his record, he only started one season ever in his career, and that was in a League 2 team in England. So, But, like Michel, he has a reputation. As it said, piece specialist. Ah, that's right. Watch out for his free kicks, because, uh, or maybe, I mean, who knows? That might be another Ryan Williams, and they just got him confused yeah. again. Uh, Tampa Bay, they added a guy. His name is Carlos, how would you pronounce this? Preciado? How would you pronounce it, Notch? Preciado, Preciado. Um, yeah, exactly. We used to have a tradition on the show, by the way, a tough cause of mispronouncing names. We haven't done that recently. They're going to award the Nick LaVeglia uh, annual mispronunciation trophy. Right. To, to, which, to whichever podcaster mispronounces the most player names over the course of this season. Well, I used to think his name was pronounced Nick Lavelia, so now that shows me. G is, the G is in silent? Real G is rolling silence, like lasagna, Notch. Nice, 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 nice. I like that. Uh, so yeah, this guy is a 31-year-old attacker, Carlos Preciado. He played in Colombia, Peru, and Qatar, three countries that naturally roll together. Uh, and he also, by the way, played for my favorite team in the Colombian League, known as... Uh, Milanarios, which like I don't know about you, man. When, when I found my team, I'm gonna be like billionaires, you know. Uh, that seems like a great name for a team. But it's not liquid. Most of your wealth's tied up in stock options. Exactly. It's kind of ironic that way. Uh, well, generally, this dude is a starter wherever he's gone in his career, whether that's Peru, Qatar, or Colombia. So that that's a good sign. I always like to see guys coming to NASL who haven't been like. Whoa, this awesome, you're playing an awesome league and you're not played a single game in 12 years. Cool, man. Uh, so so that that's kind of nice. That's good. Yes, yes it is. Uh, Rowdies uh, send Jeremy Hall on loan to Sacramento Republic FC, which means that there's three guys uh, in, uh, in the USL who are signed to Rowdies. By the way, I had a friend named Jeremy Hall in college who left after the first year. I think this is the same guy. I can't be sure. Because, uh, again, pretty generic name, man. Did he go room with your other friend, Ryan Williams, after school? Right, exactly. Wow, this is all coming together now. And, uh, by the way, Tampa Bay Rowdies have also released a goalie named Michael Langer, who's now apparently off to play in Norway. Or, no, Sweden, Sweden. That's my bad. Um, another guy named Jimmy Mulligan, which, by the way, how perfect is it that there's a guy named Jimmy Mulligan going to a team in New York? That sounds like a mafia mobster name. I like that he's returning to the Cosmos. So it's like they're giving him a do-over. <laughs> a mulligan, you would say? There you go. I wonder how many of our listeners are golfers. 
I have no idea. Seven? Probably. It's probably some guy like out there like being like, Toughcast is my weekly golf listening. Um, at, at the range. Just right. put some headphones on, let off some steam. Exactly. By the way, Wednesday night, were you at Nessie? No, I was working. Yeah, I didn't make it either. Uh, Minnesota United versus Barnum, which means neither of us have actually watched the game because it wasn't streamed. Uh, <laughs> except for Sammy Najok's own goal, which made it to every single highlight reel everywhere. In the world. Yeah. For the two guys listening to this podcast, uh, well, total, why don't you tell them what happened? And Jack was going to throw the ball, and he put his arm in motion with the ball in his hand at the end of it, and then decided he did not want to throw the ball, and tried to pull it back in, but it slipped out of his hand, uh, went backwards, rolling towards the goal. He scrambled, dove, but was not able to paw it away. And he committed one of the more embarrassing own goals you'll ever see. Yeah, you've never done that. As I have done that. I One time I went up to grab a cross, and in the air, one of my midfielders was screaming for the ball like he was going to break the game open from midfield. So I land, and I wind up to throw the ball in his direction. I'm trying to pick him up visually. And then as I'm doing that, he gets closed down, and he starts yelling, no, no, no. So I do the same thing. I tried to pull it back in. And the ball just sort of gently fell out right at the feet of an opposing forward who rolled it into an open net. Nice. Yeah. Nice. See, this is kind of expert analysis from lived experiences. That's why we have you here. Goalkeepers now. Union. Yeah, exactly. Sammy Najok, Kyle Lassen, same thing, really. That's what everyone says. Yeah, you're going to be called up to the Cameroonian national team, I hear soon. Next World Cup. Exactly. Uh, yeah, so Minnesota United lost a friendly 4 0. Uh, I thought it was hilarious how they played off the own goal coverage, by the way, with the little jelly video. That's probably the best possible. I was feeling so bad for Sammy. It's probably the best possible way that he could have kind of played it off and come out of it looking brave. I wondered if uh, I wanted to make some sort of grand show of support with, with other people that follow the team. Uh, but it seems like he sort of already moved on, so that would have made me look dumb. Yeah, he's, I mean, it seems like he's a pro. I'm sure it kind of, like, sticks in his craw a little bit but you know he's had two what incredible games just in the past month he was man of the week uh, man of the match last weekend uh and then you know it's a friendly man so. of the week last match end yes <laughs> uh, but yeah this is a friendly so i mean who who really cares exactly exactly all right kyle let's talk about this past week's games the first one was Tampa bay rowdies versus puerto rico fc the rowdies won 3-0 in front of 5873 very happy people yeah so, lang stadium joe cole with a great bicycle kick avila with a really nice strike from distance teen wolf on as a second half sub and puerto rico managed only two shots on target yep I gotta say, I'm surprised to see Heinemann now relegated to substitute role. I wonder if he's not regretting leaving uh, Ottawa. Probably not, given how much more he's earning, probably, but... Uh, he sleeps very well on a large pile of money. Right, and has some of it, like, sitting on the bench, uh, where he sits just, like... To fan himself? Exactly, yeah. He, he, but he's not eating too many people these days. It's probably why he's not, uh, not as prolific as he was next game is carolina versus fort lauderdale strikers the the railhawks won one nil uh this game and uh, i'm trying to dig up the attendance because it was a fort lauderdale home game and it was 1082 actual people who went through the turnstiles turnstile count yes yeah because uh, Luis Kukachi can't, cannot tell a lie brian shriver scored 
And uh, Carolina's now won two straight, and the Strikers have now lost three straight league matches. Kind of an inversion of what was happening at the end of the spring season. So who knows how long that will last. But uh, Carolina got beat by Minnesota, and then they just got angry after that. Yeah, turned, turned uh, green, broke out of their trousers. But by the way, have you noticed how the Hulk always breaks out of his like trousers strategically at the legs? It's never, never his, at the like, waist? Yeah, or the crotch or anything like that. It's never like one of those, you know, you won't like me when I'm angry. Oh, oh, excuse me for a second, please. And then he goes off and like Well, changes. his shame makes him even angrier. So. Uh, there you go. Yeah. There you go. Uh, moving along to the next game, Minnesota United won against Indy 11-2. Nil, and we at the NSC had an attendance of nine thousand four hundred and sixty for this game. Kyle, tell me what happened. Ramirez scored twice in the first five minutes, and the second goal was kind of embarrassing because Danny Cruz had picked up a knock, had, had was being tended to on the sidelines, and the eleven conceded again a few minutes after con- their first. Uh, up a man i heard they were eating jelly sandwiches right before the game yes the they were rubbing it in their eyes their <laughs> defenders and that's why they did not pick up ramirez's back post run for the second goal how fun is it that we snapped indy's a 13 game winning streak by the way or unbeaten streak i should say i like indy and i like their fans and i get like out their, yeah I like their team. I I take no joy. You like Indy so much, why don't you go sleep with it? Marry the city itself. Uh, I I I take no special joy in snapping their unbeaten streak, but I did not want the Loons to lose at home because they do so poorly away on turf. To if they're going to beat Indy, it's going to be at NSC on grass, and they needed the points. And it happened, man. It happened. The uh, next game to speak about today is going to be Ryo Okisi. Ryo Okisi. The chosen ones. The one that was promised. Coming and beating the Cosmos. But it wasn't the one end that was promised. Oh my god, so sad. (laughs) You need to come back. So uh, many good puns. We mentioned Michel scored a penalty and a free kick. We weep one and all. But... That he's gone. <laughs> but in good news, Samaras, Giorgio Samaras, finally scored his first NASL goal. The the bag of bones that is Giorgio Samaras kind of like rolled towards the goal and someone kicked a ball off it and it like went into That's the bag and was like, Doop. how bad the Cosmos were this week. Yep, pretty much. Attendance is not bad, by the way, in Rio. Or in OK. <laughs> I keep calling the city Rio. In Lightning, right? <laughs> right. Because... <laughs> I, yeah, I, I keep I keep because all the other teams are like Minnesota United. So when I hear Rio OKC, I think my brain naturally like OKC is some sort of bizarre acronym right. for a sporting club. <laughs> it's a, it's from an obscure language that you wouldn't have heard of. Um, Called Spanish. Right. <laughs> anyway, in Oklahoma City they had attendance of four thousand six hundred twenty-one, which is not bad, not no. bad at all. Um, but uh, good, good for the for Rio for uh, finally beating the Cosmos. First loss in the um, in the fall for them, but the first win of the of the fall, or I believe I don't know. I think this might be the first win ever for Miami. Came against Jacksonville one nil, and uh, Miami did this in spite of having two goals disallowed for offsides. Yeah, and uh, Jacksonville, by the way, got a guy sent off, and I think it's like the 11th minute. Beto Navarro took obvious like technical foul to like 
uh, try to stop a break on goal, which I think the 11th minute is a little too early to be doing that that kind of stuff. Trust your teammates may be able to come back right. with the remaining 79 minutes. As it happened, they had Jackson had one shot on goal, man. Which That's, was saved. Right. Yeah. Atrocious. That is just atrocious. I mean, I can't be the only one who's now thinking Tony Miola has to go. This is not working. Is he in charge of transfers as well? or Do they have a, a DOF, a technical director, I'm asking you? We're probably too tired to know this offhand. I don't know that. He's but... been in charge of player acquisition as well, then, then I am in full agreement. Yeah, it's, uh, it's just not. Uh, whatever's happening in Jacksonville, this is not good. They're kind of squandering an amazing fan base. And actually, like the front office, I think, has their crap together. Mark Frisch, from all intents, seems like he's he knows what he's doing. So this is kind of disappointing to see that this is their on-field product. So I don't know. We'll see We'll see what happens. Uh, we also had a U.S. Open Cup this game. <laughs> yes. Uh, the NASL was denied in its bid to advance a team to the semifinals for the first time in U.S. Open Cup history as the Strikers lost three goals to nothing to the Chicago Fire. Mm-hmm. There was a... a a penalty in the fifth minute, which was uh, caused, I believe, by their goalkeeper, Restrepo. Yeah. Not a good start. No, not at all, man. And, I mean, I, I guess this was about par for what you'd expect. I, I'm not surprised to see the fire go down for, uh, or to see the strikers go down 4 0 to the fire. Like. That would have surprised me because they only went down 3 0 to the fire. It's nothing if not hot takes, my friend. It's nothing if not hot takes. Finally, uh, FC Edmonton beat Ottawa 1-0 in the Canadian Derby and uh, came off a Nick Ledgerwood goal in the 90th minute. Despite, like I was saying before, Papa Diakide being sent off and Edmonton being down to 10 men. So, um, I I put out a call for listener questions uh, right before we recorded. And basically, I had three versions of the same question. Hey, what happens now that Vanegas is hurt? (laughs) Which he's got a, a, a torn meniscus, I believe, in his knee that had to be operated on today. They're saying speedy recovery, but indefinite recovery period from all accounts. Lowe has some pace. You could push him out from center back. Coleman's maybe fleet of foot enough to play out there. If it were me, uh, I would maybe roll out a three-man back line with Calvano in the middle and uh, Lowe and Coleman on the ends. And then you could use Davis and Cruz as wingbacks. Uh, Cruz puts in a shift. I think he could he could hold down a wingback in like a five three two or a three five two, however you want to shape it. But I I don't know if they're going to make any drastic changes before tomorrow. I'd I'd probably guess you'd see either Coleman or or Lowe pushed out to fullback. First of all, I think some people have said Lance Lang, which I think it's. I'm sorry, guys. I just don't know if, how, what Lance is going to do on this team anymore. It's kind of hard to see him. There's been no evidence that he's fitting into the system, um, which well, is sad. I don't like that. Lang's a left-footed player, too. So if you put Lang and Davis in as your fullbacks, which left-footed player are you playing at right back? Right. I was, But hasn't Lang played on the left side mostly? No, he is. He's left-footed. Right. Davis is left-footed. So if Venegas is out and you want both of those guys in as your fullbacks, which left-footed fullback are you playing at right back? That's my question. Oh, 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 I see what you're saying. Yeah. Yeah, um, it's, I think Davis has played on that side before. Our hardest working cop, Jabrowski. Yeah. He has played some fullback 
when he was at NYCFC, but that's another situation. He's playing so well in the midfield. Do you want to move him out? I honestly think this is one of those times where we got to go re-sign Brian Gallman to a temporary contract. Do it? Yeah. Why not, right? I mean, assuming he's in shape. He, from all, I would say, I mean, it's, from all accounts he is, he's been, you know, doing his uh, kind of coaching and keeping fit. So I, I don't know, but like, I would say he probably is. And I, I think it's a great opportunity to get him back. He's, he knows the system. He knows the players. He knows the coaches. Just bring him in. I'm free on Saturday. <laughs> I think I think Brian Coleman will play slightly better than you. So, uh, but we'll see. Maybe maybe you guys go head to head in a tryout <laughs> Saturday morning. Right there you go. The uh, the FC Edmonton special. Right, exactly. I I think I mean I think if you can't get Brian Coleman in, um, low. He's he's your he's your paciest center back. Yeah, I don't have a good solution myself. I think you, or... you have to you have to play. I think the three center backs together, but then that opens up the question: What if one of them gets hurt? What do you do then? It's kind of nice having a center back backup. You can you right? can throw Pitch Colin back there as another center oh, back. God. You can you can do it. <laughs> yeah, we can do a lot you of. You things. could play Cruz. You can maybe play Cruz at right back. He's not like a natural defender, but he he runs his socks off every game yeah i think i think cruz i would trust back there yeah um, and then you could maybe flip pino right and put your boy lance lang on the left wing yeah less than ideal but sure we can do that or you could move jc banks out to the wing and bring little speezy back I, I think either way though there's no ideal solution here no they don't have a, a real great like for like right back replacement yeah. on the roster right now nope well uh, a quick peek at the nasl table by the way for the fall as well, before we get to predictions, um, I'm looking at this seeing the Cosmos after four games up top with nine points and Ryo OKC in second. Um, that's pretty incredible. Ryo OKC in second, uh, but keep in mind the Loons and the Eddies both have a game in hand mm-hmm. and could move past everybody. Uh, well, if they points per games. game, points yeah. per game. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I. I I would hope I, th- I would hope we'd be able to do that. Um, I think FC Edmonton, by the way, also there was some articles this week about how the Fats, the owners, are they're basically now on limited time in terms of how patient they're going to be with with turning this business around, getting more attendance. One of the frustrations has been the Edmonton City Council giving them a new stadium because the current stadium just isn't all that great. And they need a new stadium to turn it around. And But the the owner basically came and said, now there's a limited amount of money left that I'm willing to put in. And when he was asked how much, he said, I don't know. It'll be when I decide that I've had enough. So that could be years from now. It could be next year. And either way, that's not good news. Because um, from all accounts, you know, the, the academy at FC Edmonton is pretty good. The infrastructure is pretty good. The fans, the, the supporters at least are there to an extent but their attendance has been horrible and the field is no good so they need they need something and the fats have put in like just last year a million dollars to renovate their stadium but they haven't seen anything from the uh from the city yet so looking down the rest of the table carolina in sixth uh rowdies in seventh miami fc in third and then you've got all the disappointments this year so far after four games jacksonville armada puerto rico fc and fort lauderdale strikers rounding out 9 10 11 
and the Fury at zero points after three games, which is probably why Paul Dalglish was posting kind of, we can make it, uh, or something like, when when life throws lemons kind of tweets, he was he was posting on uh, Twitter, Ottawa's head coach, which I thought was kind of interesting. Throw the lemons back. Right, at, at people, hurt them. Um, so looking forward to next week's game, Kyle. Um, what? Next week's lone game. <laughs> next week's games. First up, we got Carolina versus Miami. Who you got here? Carolina. Carolina. Three in a row. Three in a row. Yeah, I... I hmm. This is interesting. They're playing at home. So, yeah, I'll go with Carolina as well. Jackson versus Ottawa, my friend. Oh, man. If it was at TD Place, I would say Ottawa. I'm going to say this is a draw. All right, I'm going with Ottawa. I just Jacksonville, I'm not impressed right now. Indy versus FC Edmonton. This is a top-of-the-table clash right now, which is weird to say out loud. Indy's at home. Indy's going to win. All right, yeah, I think I'm going with you on that, too. Uh, Puerto Rico FC versus OKC, even though it's in Puerto Rico. I think OKC takes this one. What about you? I don't like to agree with you, but I will. All right. Uh, Tampa Bay Rowdies versus New York Cosmos. At home, I am gonna say the Cosmos road woes continue. All right. When's the last time they lost two back to back? I don't know, but I never. I'm gonna say this one's gonna be a draw because I'm I'm feeling nervous about predicting the Cosmos having two two lose losses in a row. Uh, Minnesota United versus Fort Lauderdale. Come on now. If you're he, gonna say Fort Lauderdale, I'm gonna hit you. Uh, just to be contrarian, but no, I can't. No, it's gonna be the loons. Yeah, let's hope so. Jason Mora scores a winner now that we've said this out loud. He's going to score a hat-trick. Right, exactly. Julius James is like fouled. Natural hat-trick. Head, left foot, right foot. Right. Uh, Midweek, there are three games as well. Ottawa versus Carolina is the first one. Who you got on that one? I'm going to say Ottawa. All right. So Carolina's three-game winning streak will be snapped. That's how specific the prediction is going to be. I'm going to go with Carolina because I think Ottawa is not in good shape right now. After losing... Johnny Steele, most important player of their entire squad. They got no chance, man. No chance. What about FC Edmonton versus the Cosmos? Mm, the Cosmos will finally get that road win. I agree with you. Uh, OKC versus Tampa Bay. Ooh, I'm going to say this one's a draw. Draw? Yeah, I don't... Hmm, this one's a tough one for me. I think Tampa pulls this one through or... Yeah, I'm going to go with Tampa. I'm just going to go with my gut. We'll see what happens. Well, this has been a tough cast of two very tired hosts. Uh, we, we shall see what happens in next week's episode. Uh, but Kyle, where can people find you on Twitter? K.R. Eliason. Uh, you can also find my work up at 55.1. Yeah, mine too. Uh, including this podcast, which you can also find at iTunes, Stitcher, SoundCloud, Google Play Podcasts. Smoke Signals, Player Piano Rolls. Exactly. We actually have tin discs that are running while we're recording this that have little grooves on them. So if you if you have an Edison like sound machine, I'll send you the tin disc. Connected to Notch's house are a series of soup cans with string. Exactly. That's how people listen these days. I am, can be found at LockStockSpock on Twitter. You can also find us at TWO United Fans. Well, everybody, thank you very much. I'm going to go watch the premiere of Star Trek now. Have a great rest of your week, everyone. Goodbye. Goodbye. <laughs>